Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. I wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So make sure you sign up for my free newsletter at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you find your purpose and live a fulfilled life. I'll also be interviewing author and motivational speaker, Arsene Marsubian, also known as Peppa Soub. He is going to be reviewing his latest book, A Heartbeat Away. Are you ready? This book asks the hard questions as well as offers a blueprint to help you find peace for the end of your life. For more information about Peppa Soub and to purchase his books, please visit amazon.com forward slash author forward slash A-R-S-E-N-S-M. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. Are you struggling today to find your purpose? Has mediocrity set in and you can't imagine doing the same thing for the rest of your life? Are your relationships struggling or you aren't sure how to make long lasting changes in your life? Then today, contact me, James Miller. I will help you recognize the areas in your life that are going really well. And then we'll look at the areas in which you are struggling. We will create actionable solutions to help you create long lasting changes in your life. You don't have to do this alone. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out the form and it will be sent directly to me. Don't let another day go by without finding your way. Your change can start today. Once again, go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out that form to get started today. Living a fulfilled life. When we grow up, we often think we have an idea of who we want to be and what we want to do. But unfortunately, life circumstances happen, and some of us aren't able to fulfill that original path that we had. But of course, our life still turns out amazing. What happens when we get so stuck in a career that we're not happy about it? Or we get stuck doing things that just don't bring us joy or fulfill us? One of the great things to remember is that everything changes. The identity that we create for ourselves today will often determine how we view life tomorrow. When you look at your life, who are you? What are the characteristics and attributes that you want to be known for? Yes, many of us are known for the jobs that we have or for maybe the roles we play in life, but how do you define yourself? I was known as a psychotherapist up north in DC, but when I moved to Florida, I got to create a whole new version of who I was and what I was about. And it was very rewarding for me. It was nice to create a different identity for myself. And that's something we can all do on a daily basis. When you introduce yourself to other people, how do you introduce yourself? What are the labels and roles that you use to define who you are? Often, the hobbies that we have are the first things to go when life becomes really stressful. We think we don't have time. And of course, many of us are very busy. And because we don't have time, we often will stop engaging in those things that brought us joy and fulfillment. You're never too old or too young to do something that is healthy for you, that brings you joy, that brings you fulfillment in life. Regardless of how busy you are, it's important to continue to engage in those things that have always brought you joy. Whatever those pastimes are, whatever the dreams that you have in your heart can still come true. Regardless of how busy you are, we can always find time to do something in our life. Reprioritize some of your downtime to engage in those activities, to bring you joy, to bring you fulfillment. What's the most important thing to you right now? My guest today, Papa Soup, is going to be talking about how to really reframe your needs, desires, what's important for you as you get older, 
and how to really conceptualize that. My goal today is to help you realize that today, regardless of how old you are, that you can prepare for this, redefine this, and put yourself in the future. How can you live a fulfilled life even today? So therefore, when it is time for you to be at the end of your life, you can look back and say, I lived an amazing, fulfilled life. Start today. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30-minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. My guest today is a young man of 82 years old who has written several books since the age of 78. His name is Arshan Marsubian, but he goes by Papa Sub. He has had several careers before becoming an author and motivational speaker, following two open heart surgeries within 70 days of each other. He started Sub Enterprises in 2009 to administer his life insurance profession along with speaking and book sales. These are his books in order of release, Don't Die, Beating Taxes and Cheating Death, and his latest book, A Heartbeat Away, are available for your purchase. Welcome to my show, Papa Sub. Hi, James. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on my show. I love to hear these inspirational stories, I and mean, especially to hear that you started writing at age, the young age of 78. That's, that's going to be so inspirational for my listeners. So thank you once again for joining with us today. Well, great. Uh, it's, been, it's been quite a journey for uh, 80 years. <laughs> I bet. You know, when I was reading your media kit and the information that you had sent me, it seems like the most, the relevant things, I shouldn't say the relevant, but what sticks out to me the most is your personality. What, what the reviews have said as far as you have the sparkling, very enthusiastic, very gregarious personality. So it's really nice to have someone like that on my show to really, to really get us all excited about life. You know, as we get older and older and how it doesn't have to be the way that sometimes that doom and gloom that we often foresee in, in our future. That's um, that's absolutely correct, and uh, I have to confess that there had been one period in time in my life that uh, uh, I was kind of on that that other end, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, it's over, and you know went through their retirement, uh, was out playing golf almost every day, uh, didn't have much to do. The, you know, the biggest decision was did my socks m- match my shirt, <laughs> and uh, that's funny, and how I looked, but. Uh, I found that that gets pretty depressing. And, mm-hmm. and I see a lot of my contemporary people living their life like that. It's like they've just kind of given up and waiting to die. Well, you know, what I th- when I hear that, it makes me think about when we have order or structure in our life. For example, we go to work, we have our identity through our extracurricular activities, through our relationships, through all these other things. And then for some people, once they get to an older age, they lose that identity. They lose that structure during their day. They lose those things which brought order to their life, if you will. And so without that purpose, without that growth, if you will, sometimes people just exist instead of really thrive the way that perhaps they did when they were younger. You know, I, I like that, the, the word that you use there, uh, the order in their life. You know, mm-hmm. I, that's a, been a missing piece where I thought about, you know, why is it that we change because I know for men, uh, we do lose our identity. Mm-hmm. You know, Certainly. people say, uh, you know, who are you? Oh, I'm a chief executive officer for a corporation. I'm the deputy city manager for the city of Fresno, or I'm, uh, I'm a salesman. I'm. A, we always put in after I am mm-hmm. what it is that we're doing. Yes. When you retire, 
it's uh, what are you what are you doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> sure. And, and that's uh, or taking care of the grandkids, or and, and that becomes what it is. And uh, I see in your background that you uh, psychology, uh-huh. and and I think that I heard one time that really made a lot of sense is whatever you say after the phrase I am is what you either are or are becoming. Yes, exactly. But whatever a man thinks, so shall he be. And that's exactly yes. it. So, you know, we move towards whatever our thoughts are. There's what's called emotional forecasting in my field, which is essentially what we feel right now. If we forecast that in the future, it's usually used in a negative way. If we forecast what we're experiencing right this second and think my life is going to be like this or the rest of my day is going to be like this or the rest of my year is going to be like this, we set ourselves up to create that self-fulfilling prophecy. So the same type of thing, if I think my life is going to be always be this way without feeling like I have a purpose or without that order in my life, then that sets me up to have another day of not having that and not having that even more and more. And then pretty soon, once again, you're not really thriving. You're one a person is just existing. You know, and that's, that's why travel is such a, uh, a draw mm-hmm. in, in retirement because there is structure to it. Yeah. You, have, you know, there's a time to go, a time to place. You got to get ready. You got to go with things. And, and, we're, and we're comfortable in that. And, and, and we do a lot of that. And so the writing of the book, Don't Die, um, actually came out of some frustration. I went back and I started training and learning about public speaking with Les Brown. Mm-hmm. And as we were doing that, he said, you know, you, you, you should have a book. Mm. And uh, I said, I'm a terrible speller. <laughs> and I, said, I can't write a book. He said, people can help you write the book. And uh, so we ended up writing the book. And the, the three things that came out of the book in the three sections in the book was what are the things that really changed my life? What are the things that, that got me out of that mm-hmm. slight depression? Mm-hmm. That is and those three way, essential truths. The, yes. The three, yeah. The three essential truths is one is you have to keep learning. See, as soon as I went back to seminars and start making notes and start writing and start listening and start reading uh, my mind came alive again. I was mm. renewed with that. Uh, and so the second thing was uh, phys- getting physically active, getting back in the gym, going back to uh, playing golf, but th- that wasn't quite enough. So I got back into the gym. So physically active, doing something, not, not watching as much television, get mm-hmm. off the couch, get back in the game of life is what I say in the book. And the third thing was that you have to keep giving. Once I started to share my experiences, sharing uh, my life uh, with with other people, and getting the feedback that, gee, you really inspired me. If you could do that at seventies, yeah, wow, what am I doing in my fifties? Exactly, and I'm looking forward to it. And that was such a gratifying thing, and I realized that that giving back. It was really very, very uh, helpful. Rewarding. In, in, very rewarding in, in doing that. You know, in, in hearing those three truths, which I, I think are absolutely amazing truths, by the way, 
I'm kind of linking all three together in a theme, and that theme is action, doing. And so you look at the physical movement of that, you're physically moving, you're doing. You're, you're growing your mind, you're studying, your your physical movement of that. And then the giving back once more is action-oriented. So it sounds like when we have something in our life before, let's say pre-retirement or we have our job or whatever identity is, that's usually action-oriented. It produces something. It, it has some type of movement. And so we're doing the same type of thing with the new truths that you have, but you have to learn how to tweak it, how to twist it, how to turn it in a way that's actionable and doable in your current life right now, as opposed to doing what you used to do before. What you did, not you, but what a person did before does not mean it's relevant for what they should do today. That's right. And this, it's what is that passion? What is that purpose that, mm-hmm. that, that God put in your heart that you wanted to do and didn't do because life got in the way? For me, mm-hmm. Uh, I learned about motivational speaking. I learned about personal development in my 30s. Uh, it, it directed me in my life. But I thought in my 40s, man, people should need to know about <laughs> how you can change your life by yeah. changing your mind. Yes. And wanted to be a motivational speaker in my in my 40s. And somebody told me, you know, you can't make it a living selling tapes and talking to people. Well, go tell that to Zig Ziglar, Jim, Jim Wayne, you know, <laughs> Jim Rowan, sure, you know, yeah. Waitley, all the white contemporaries, at, uh, and um, Jack Canfield, you know, those guys, uh, Proctor. Yeah, they'll tell you something all, different. My age, that's exactly what they did in mm-hmm. their forties and, and became um, extremely rich, extremely impactful in uh, in the world. Isn't it interesting that well-meaning people, they have, you know, they have our best interests in mind, but sometimes well-meaning people can really talk us out of the dream that's been put in our heart or that desire that we have. And so it is very important to, for all of us to remind ourselves that we don't always need to tell everybody what it is we're doing or what we want to do because that seed, you know, as, think of it as a plant, if that little seed is is all of a sudden not giving any water or it's not being encouraged or to flourish and to grow, then it's going to die. It's going to die before it even starts. So once again, well-meaning people as great as they are in other areas can sometimes snuff out that dream that we have, but it's great. Now, years later, here you are doing what you wanted to do in your forties. So that's great. In, in my, in my talks, many times I'll tell people I waited 40 years to start to live my, my dream and my desires. Mm-hmm. And don't wait 40 years. Don't wait 40 minutes. Yes. Get get started. This is a, some of the things that um, we tell people. And um, and we know one of the last thing, somebody that read my book, Don't Die, came back and said, Arson, you know what your book is about? And I said, well, I, I think so. <laughs> I, think I, wrote, I wrote it, so I, I think so. I wrote it. I, 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 think, I think I know what it's about. That's funny. And he said, um, I'm going to give you one word. And I said, wow, what's that? He says, your book is about becoming. And I went, ooh, I hadn't thought about that. Mm. It's, and just what you said about action, you know, all of those things in there is action. So if it's the action and you're becoming something, mm-hmm. And that's that's the way you grow in, 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 yes. in all those all those things. Yes. And uh, <laughs> another thing I learned about years ago from uh, I think it was uh, Earl Nightingale, one of the tapes and programs, is that every living thing is birth, grows, levels off, and then declines. Mm-hmm. And without a new infusion of meaning, it will die. 
It's very seasonal. Very seasonal. Yes. And, and we are the same way. So as we grow, we're, we're birth, we grow, we go through those 20s, 40s, 60s, and then somewhere along the line, somebody says you ought to quit. And so the 60, the retirement word is terrible. Mm-hmm. So the people start to die. So with the new infusion of meaning for speaking and writing or becoming a baker or doing something different and passionate in your life. So it's not a matter of quitting. It's a matter of just changing direction and start and birth something new. Maybe you want to become a business owner. Maybe you want to be a mechanic and just go out and start a garage and start yeah. working on your cars or whatever. But you, if you start something new, you birth it. And that whole generation of things will start again. And Which so gives it, one hope. Gives one gives direction and things. Yes. You know, there's no more tapering off. Yes. Well, let's jump right on into your book, um, A Heartbeat Away, Are You Ready? You know, you actually asked three really hard questions about that. You know, one of the, the tagline is, anyone really prepared for their last breath on this earth? And a lot of times people don't want to talk about that because they just get overwhelmed with the concept of that. But you break it down into three components. Uh, the, the first one is, are you spiritually ready? Um, are you relationally ready? And are you financially ready? Let's talk about, we have, we have a little bit of time. Let's talk about each one of those things. So are you ready spiritually? Because everyone's going to have a, a different version of what spirituality means. How, what does your book really conceptualize that? Or how does it rather? The, the, the book just right up front is uh, very biblically based. Okay. And uh, I try to bring together uh, in the book a common, easy to understand version of what happened uh, 2,000 years ago mm-hmm. with the Jesus and the people who were following. Who, is, who was he? Who was he from an historical standpoint? Okay. What was going on in the world at that time? And how can we know if we have by faith, how, what is our faith based on? And, and, and so it's, it leads into that and, and also give my own personal walk in, in my life, how, life uh, how Christ changed my life and, mm-hmm. and, and finding that. And, and so I take my own personal journey, but also dig into some historical facts and, and evidence and make the people in the, in the story of the Bible real people. Well, I think that's great because you look at any, anytime you want to learn something, you have to study it. So you're taking this from a historical standpoint, because obviously we know history. When we study that, we learn more about our, our current, our, our present. Um, when you want to learn about someone or get to know someone as a friend, you have to research them. You have to spend time with them. So it's great that this book uses that axis, if you will, or that silo to really look at it from a historical standpoint, also from the spiritual standpoint of getting to know God and also your own personal relationship. So that's, that's great that you're able to take that from all different approaches to really conceptualize that for people to help that be much more real and tangible in their life. And, and they make their own choice. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's nothing, this, this is uh, an avenue for it. Um, I just, I lay that out and, uh, hopefully it's an entertaining way, uh, <laughs> the, the, try to make it fun, try sure. to make it, you know, so it's not like reading the Bible, uh, but it's the, the story's in there, but it's, you're not reading Sure, like that. Well, you want to make it audible to all your all your readers as well, because some people have a different knowledge of that, and so some people are really knowledgeable about it, and some people aren't. You want to make sure, obviously, as as a writer, that it's audible to all of your all of your readers. 
Well, one one encouraging thing the other day that uh, uh, I shared my book with um, a friend of mine who is uh, an imam uh, down in Los Angeles, uh, at a mosque in, the, uh, in Los Angeles, uh, and he read the book. And I asked him, uh, what'd you think? I was a little concerned. <laughs> and, sure. uh, he said, Arson, it's, uh, it, it's an excellent book. It's, it, it's well-written. It's well done. Uh, he says, I have no problem uh, sharing this with, uh, with the oh, good. in my mosque. So it's very audible to everyone as well, which I think is, which is going to reach, obviously, a broader demographic for you. Perfect. And the second part of it is, are you ready relationally? Let's talk about that, because it sounds like you really stress the importance of forgiveness. Relation is the most important thing at the end of life. Two things that are important, your friends and your family. Mm-hmm. When you're lying in a hospital bed, you're really not thinking about your cars. You're not thinking about your boats and material things. It's who's in your life. Who are the relationships? And because I had that experience. Uh, yeah, you did, yeah. When I had the two heart surgeries. The second heart surgery, when it was 30 days after the, the first one. Mm. And oh I was gosh. on the operating table for 13 hours. And you're lying there in intensive care for four days. During the, those three or four days in intensive care, the only thing that matters was the people that were praying for me, mm-hmm. the people that were sitting out in the lobby, uh, and the calls. So it's, it's, it's relationships. Yeah. And and many times, you know, if you see an old friend and you, you could get together and what's the comments? Hey, let's get together and have some coffee. Yeah, that's great. This, you know, everybody's busy with their schedules. But then the person dies in an automobile accident. Or in our time, the days that we live in, some crazy guy with a gun yeah, decides to start yeah. shooting. Hmm. Um there's no time to go have coffee, but there's always time to go to the memorial service. Yes. You're, that's, that's a really good point. And after the fact, people always find time for that. That's yeah. it's sad, but like you said, it's really sad at this time, day and age, when people have to worry about that as well. That's in there. And some stories I got, I, I pulled from my own experiences and people that uh, I'd gotten sideways with. We had some arguments with some business dealings that didn't work out. And I was fortunate enough to reconciled with this friend of mine for a number of years uh, after about 10 years of not talking to one another, not seeing each other. We had an opportunity to get together and, and, and put those things aside. And five months later, he was killed in a head-on accident. Mm. Oh, my gosh. It, it was like, Wow. And so there's stories like that in the book. Mm-hmm. Well, it really, it really substantiates the need for that. Uh, puts a puts a call to action for people to say, well, let me, you know, at the end of the day, let me put these things aside. Whether you feel just one feels justified or not, the point is, is that people are in our life for a reason. And what do we do with that? How do we honor that? And how do we how do we move beyond that to a level of forgiveness? Yeah, it, it it's extremely important. And, and most people in a hospice care, people that have studied that. Um, they say the relationships uh, are, the, are the most important things at the end of life. Certainly are. We just have a few more minutes, but I wanted to ask you the what? third part of it. So are you ready financially? Help us understand that. The legacy of what we leave those that we love behind mm-hmm. is, is extremely important. And it, I tried to, in beating taxes and cheating death, one of the things I had to learn was to come up with a model for life insurance. When it was in the business, and so I 
got down to seven words. I think it's seven words. Life insurance is protecting those you love from those you owe. Oh, I like that. (laughs) You don't want to leave the world of owing people and having your loved ones having to take care of your debts after you're gone. Yes. And there isn't anything that's easier, faster, better, more guaranteed money than life insurance. Yes. And and so in the book, Beating Taxes and Cheating Death, uh, again, it's just uh, having been in a corporate office all the way down to a salesman, I took all that experience, put it together and said, how can I make life insurance simple? Mm-hmm. How can I, so people could understand what it is. And the need for and, it and the relevance and, of and it. And the need for it. And so mm-hmm. in a heartbeat away, I take that that same approach to explain to people that it, it's not on life insurance for your living, but it, it's, it's for those that are left behind. Yes. And then how do you leave a legacy? I like that. Well, Papa Soup, you have said so many amazing things that are so relevant and so right on for many demographics. My listeners, I'm sure, are really starting to think about this as well as, am I ready for these times? And of course, we don't want to look at it from a doom and gloom, but a place of expectancy, a place of being proactive or a place of being anticipatory. So thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you and all your books, where will they find this information online? Online, you can go to um, uh, Amazon for for the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, they can pre-order a heartbeat away. Uh, are you ready? They can pre-order it now. We'll be out until April. But if anybody, uh, listeners will pre-order the book and send me to Papa Soup. that's P-A-P-A-S-O-O-B at S-O-O-B-E-N-T dot com. Send me, uh, acknowledgement of, uh, receipt of the buying the book. I will send them a copy of Don't Die Free, as well as a worksheet to help them plan the end of lifetime, uh, all the things that need to get done in their planning process for themselves or their, their, their parents. Excellent. Well, that's absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for your generosity with that. What I'm also going to do is I'm going to put a heartbeat away. Are you ready? On my website as well. So if my listeners are unable to find it on Amazon or any of the other locations, simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com. And in the store there, you will see this book. Papa Soup, thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. It was an absolute pleasure getting to know you and hearing all of your wisdom today. Thank you, James. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you soon.